Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. We are recording. Maureen, hi. G'day. Alice. Alice. (laughs) (laughs) G'day, mate. No. (laughs) You've really embraced the culture, Maureen, and that's what I appreciate. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, more younger and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. How how are you in how are you down under? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been down under for a while but um it's fine I did uh, it, it's what? quite I mean it, you know you're, you're working I had to work 20 minutes today so obviously it was quite a hard day for me. That's a lot isn't it? That is a lot isn't it? It is hilarious. I, you know, I tried to get a, a, a beach towel, but it's going into winter now, so obviously they don't sell them. Uh, it was thirty-seven degrees yesterday. So, I say, yeah, Maureen, it's it's not beach weather. What are you? <laughs> come on now. Can you just buy a towel? Yeah, I do. Did they just only buy sell towels? Towel. <laughs> because if they stop selling towels, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but you know what? I'm having a lot of fun. I should have really done this ages ago. Um, you know, because. Yeah, it, it's it's been fun. The flight, not so much. The flight, very long. <laughs> it's quite depressing oh, when you when you look on the thing and it goes eleven and a half hours to go, and you're like, you've got to be kidding me. 
Um, oh, it's endless. I mean, when you get to wherever it is, you stop off like Doha or Dubai and then you get back on the flight and you're like, okay, well, is that, how much have I done? Oh, no, not much. She's in, she's in pedal <laughs> no. mode. Um, then you think, oh, I've got another 17 hours. It's like, oh, God, that is horrendous. And also, the worst thing was going to Doha, there was a seat between me and the other passenger, which was brilliant. And then on the flight from Doha to Australia, completely full. So I was like, uh, yeah. I thought you paid yeah. extra to be in a better seat. Yeah, I picked, I picked to be by a window seat, but you know, you got, I can't pick to have a whole row to myself, can I? That's that's called business. Class. Oh, I thought you. Um, I no, I did. I did originally have. I did originally have a seat where I would have extra leg room. But then I had to change my flight and I couldn't swap it over. Oh, right. That's annoying. But you've got it from the way back, have you? The extra legroom is really Yes, I I've think. paid extra. I was like, sod it. Um, but yeah, but I did have one of the best decisions I ever made, Alison. I actually paid for a hotel at Heathrow Airport the night before. Maureen, I'm so proud of you. That makes it so less stressful. You probably got more rest than you would have. Maureen, caring for yourself. Well done. I know, because otherwise, what I normally would have done was get up at two in the morning and take three buses to get to Heathrow Airport. And I thought, no. you know what? Yes, no. I mean, that, that does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oft is the time, I think. What shall I do? Three buses with three bags and a rucksack and got out with all of my luggage on a long-haul flight to Australia. I personally think that the journey for you to make that decision must have been a tricky one. Because yeah. I know you must have really lent into that uh, £2.50 bus ride or whatever the fuck it is. Um, <laughs> for the convenience of travelling four and a half hours with all of that luggage on several buses, as opposed to just having a night in a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Well uh, yeah. done. And also, of course, Alison, uh, Jamie's been staying at Jen's. How, how's that been going, Jen? <laughs> she took a massive shit on our brand new sofa on the very first day. No, no, then, yes. no, no. It, it was massive, Alison. She'd obviously been waiting ages to do it. Massive. And guess guess who found it, Alison? Guess who found it? Chloe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, then later on in the day, because we had bought, because I'm sure anyone that follows Maureen on Instagram will know the, the letter that she uses. So it kind of goes everywhere and it's, it's kind of gross. <laughs> so we bought this clumping. It's kind of um, yeah, yeah. It's you know. So when the cat wheezes in it, it does. It, it sort of clumps up, and it doesn't fly everywhere. And it's a bit more hygienic, and um, yeah. And, and also, it absorbs the smell, so it doesn't smell of. It's very you know. expensive. I mean, actually, it's the difference of eight pounds. But if you buy it in a big bag, so it's mm -hmm. a difference of eight pounds, mm -hmm. um, which I work. Look, eight pounds is eight pounds, so it is a it is more money, but it goes further because most of the stuff that you put in a cat litter tray that is the stuff that Maureen uses, the cat kicks out. It goes everywhere. It, it's yeah. it's all over my house, even in the areas where there's no litter tray. I don't <laughs> know how it gets everywhere. It's I'm sorry, but it's disgusting. Anyway, yeah. I bought. Or rather, no, actually Maureen bought I it. I bought Maureen it. bought a very expensive bag of this stuff. But she won't use it. So we put it, we had like, we had a litter, and every room she was in, I would put the litter tray. I introduced her to the litter tray. I put, I gave her, some, put, sat her in the litter tray, gave her treats. She was like, no, this is, I don't know what this is and I'm not using it. 
So for about two days, she pissed and shat everywhere. Um, oh, and no. then she urinated on our brand new sofa. I mean, Maureen finds this oh. hilarious, but just to be clear, it's a velvet sofa and it's brand new. I don't know if you've ever tried to get the smell of cat piss off velvet. Oh, no. It's the smell of cat piss is hard to get rid of. Is yeah. it, Maureen? Yeah. Is it? Thank you for yeah. pointing that out. Because without you telling me that, I would never smell. I've smelt it on. Oh. Fucking hell. Anyway, um, so that's been a drama. So we've had a week of trying to get the smell of cat piss out. I thought we'd done it. And then my brother came to our house on Saturday, sat on the sofa and went, stinks of piss in here. And I was like, oh, okay, we've just got used to the smell of cat piss. That's that's all that's happened is that we have now become accustomed to the smell of cat urine. And when someone else comes into our house and it stinks of cat urine, we're like, what smell of cat urine? (laughs) So it's been... An expensive uh, oh. time. <laughs> oh. uh, but the cat's fine. She's fine. We, I, I went out and bought a whole load of um, uh, cat litter. Maureen kindly bought us a new cat litter tray, which is the size of our living room. Um, <laughs> With a cover and everything. I see what you're doing. Well done, Maureen. You were trying. I love that you did that. Yeah. You were trying. I would have loved it more if you had asked me first because I had have said no. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, now we can't send it back um, because of... <laughs> I thought you got it on Amazon, but you didn't, did you? You got it on something else. But it doesn't matter. So we've got that in the house. All in all, it's been a joy um, how are the boys enjoying the cat though are they couldn't give less of a shit about the cat (laughs) well now at least you know they're not going to want a cat so that's good no they don't they absolutely don't want a cat (laughs) but she follows me everywhere if I'm in a room she follows me in every to every single room so that's why she's actually here in the room now And then if when I go downstairs, she'll follow me downstairs. It sounds cute. It's a bit annoying. <laughs> she um, was cross with me the other day because I kept telling her off because she jumps on the table when I'm trying to cook. Ooh. She jumps on the table and then you chuck her off and she jumps on the table and you chuck her off and she jumps. So that went on for two hours, okay? In the end, I lock her out of the kitchen because I can't cook with a cat trying to chew the chicken. And she's so upset. She's mewing. She's crying. She's sad. Well, she's not actually sad. She sounds fucking livid. She's, she's angry. Pissed, yeah. She's she's banging. Oh yeah, on the she door banks on the door. Yeah. <laughs> she's having a bit of a tantrum. In the end, I have to let her in because the noise is now almost as irritating as her jumping up. The second I let her in, she jumps back up again. I, honestly, I I I feel like Maureen. I said, closer to me I don't think Maureen's created any boundaries for no. that cat and I went no no I don't think there are there are any boundaries no. No. so anyway um there will be by the time she leaves um, <laughs> she'll be a reformed cat just sitting in a corner like a good little <laughs> yeah she doesn't understand no she doesn't understand when I raise my voice and she doesn't understand when I keep putting her down so the next step and Maureen I can only do this with your permission, but I have a water pistol. Yeah. She is scared of things like that. Yeah. 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 I won't, I won't try and hit her, but I'm going to sort of do it near her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it scares her. Yeah. And then eventually you don't even have to do it. You can just hold, you can just hold the water bottle up like a, do you want this? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want 
want to scare her. I want her to feel happy and content and for her, because she's padding around the house. She's living the best life. I need to be clear. The cat is really happy and she sleeps with us every night between oh. me and Chloe. <laughs> oh, she loved love that. Yes. It, and I think it's just because she's missing Maureen yeah. and she doesn't like to be on her own because she's still a kitten. But I said to Maureen that there's no danger of the cat falling in love with me. Okay. She's still very much Mrs. Maureen and she's still waiting for her mummy to come home. And I know that because when I go to cuddle her, she tries to bite me. So look. <laughs> does she follow you to the toilet? She does follow me to the toilet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And then she does the very thing that you said she'd do. She jumps up onto the toilet seat the second she flushed the loo. <laughs> to see what's going on. Well, Yeah. I think she's trying to stick her head in there. Sometimes it they does like, look like running water. Yeah, they don't do they? like yeah. running water. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Other than that, other than the poo wee gate, which was fairly traumatic for me on, on numerous levels because I had to clean it all up to try to get rid of the wee smell and to deal with Chloe. Uh, that's Chloe's rough. That's amazing. By the way, Maureen, <laughs> Chloe's very upset that when you put a post up thanking me for looking after the cat, that you didn't include her. She's like, well, I think it's very interesting that Maureen thanked you but didn't thank me because, let's be honest, if it wasn't for me, there would be no cat here. And I went, you're absolutely right. <laughs> is, you are in charge. And Maureen does, does owe you a great deal of gratitude. <laughs> anyway, that's been me. It's been me and the cat. And um, apart from the shitting and the pooing and the the litter tray that I honestly who has these litter trays in their house <laughs> unless you live in a mansion they're enormous they are big yeah aren't they yeah uh all is well and Maureen you needn't I don't want you to have any anxiety about Jamie because she's fine and I think she's quite enjoying just padding around and exploring yeah no I think she's enjoying the company she'll be enjoying the company yeah because it's always someone in the house and I think she likes that yeah, so um, yeah, she doesn't she's, like being alone. She's fine. Alison, you've had a terrible time. Talk to us. Ah, I taught children. So I went and taught children for a week, guys. It's been quite yeah. some time since I've done any sort of uh, teaching. And um, guess what? I caught a cold or a virus or something. What are the odds? I tried so hard. I tried so hard to not touch any surfaces. If kids handed me things, I was like, it's okay. It's okay. I have my own pen. You don't need to give me that. I can, I can use my own things. And the final day, on the final day of the, the performances, I started to sneeze. And I was like, no, no. So, yeah. Although <sighs> it was really lovely. I won't go on about it because people are like, oh, God. But I got to say, once a teacher, always a teacher. At the end, when the kids actually performed their, like, stand-up routines and did it, the kids that I thought were going to not do that great just shone. The ones that I thought would do great, like, really learned a lesson that this is quite a bit harder than you'd think. But I was so proud of them. And honestly, I cried. I cried. And all <laughs> the other instructors were like, oh, Allison. And I was like, it's just... <laughs> future dreams in this course and it was a bit much but um it was it was magical and then I got sick so you know the magic continues yeah yeah, yeah. The, the the legacy of working with children is uh illness isn't it yeah but I, do you yeah. know what this will give your this will this might give your immune system a real boost you've been exposed to so much bacteria <sighs> and viruses 
that the next time you, your body meets a virus, it'll go, oh, no, I've had this one before. It was mixed in with six others and it will fight it. And it, you'll find in, in the long term, this is, let's be, uh, find the positive. You'll be, wow, it's a good thing. Jen, look at you. I like this side of you. Really? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I am going to get a stronger immune system. Thank you. You are. Let's pull the positive out of that negative. <laughs> Maureen's face. Um, Maureen, let, we can't, before we go on to the next section, which we all know what that is, just tell us a little bit about um, what's happening in Adelaide. Because we just, just get, paint us a picture of what the festival's like. Um, well, obviously, there's lots of comedy shows. Um, I'm doing a couple of extra gigs. I probably could have done more, but I, I'm not all that bothered about it. Not comedy, extra. Maureen. Not comedy. Oh, what Please else don't is going talk about on? Comedy. The actual festival, the actual Adelaide. I know you're gigging. Yeah. We know that. You're living with roommates. When was the last time you lived with roommates? How's that going? Oh, that's going fine. Uh, Mick, Mick Ferry and Mickey Bartlett. Um, that's going fine. I don't really know anything about the festival, really, because I haven't had a really nosy. You haven't had a nosy yet? I haven't nosy because there's some... See if they've got that outdoor cinema that I was no, telling I you think about. No, I think that's that they put Late night shows. Oh, I went to the South Australian Museum and I went to the art gallery. Um, I went, didn't get very far in the Botanical Gardens. It was 37 degrees. And as soon Ugh. as I walked in, there was like wow. a bench in the trees and I just fell asleep under the trees. But I haven't really yeah. seen much of Adelaide. Um, I'm enjoying it. You get nice... This is a great thing about it. They don't tip in Australia. So I went for a meal and it was like 36 <laughs> bucks. And I went, um, I went to the waitress, top it up to 40. She went, what do you want to do that for? I went, well, well to... To give you a tip, she went, what do you want to do that for? I went, oh, okay then. <laughs> I said, I've got some cash, but I don't have a, that much. She went, oh, don't worry about it. Wow. They, they, yeah, because they, they get, get paid um, really well. Hospitality, you get paid well. Minimum so wage is really good do. in Australia. It's like 30 yeah, bucks. Yeah, so I don't know what they... What it what it is, but it was it's like fifteen quid an hour. But it was fifteen bucks an hour when I was there, and that was two thousand and eleven. So it must be more than so that. It's probably gone up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's good. So, you have you been to the beach yet? No, uh, we're going to the zoo tomorrow. Everyone's off to the zoo. Oh, so fun! I love a zoo. So we're going off to the uh, zoo. The zoo. Okay, well, uh, that'll be nice. that's a was, nice day trip. There was a big. Everybody was going to a barbecue today, but I didn't go. Couldn't be bothered. But I might. Might go to the zoo. Yeah, go to the zoo. Yeah. Have you seen any spiders? No. <sighs> okay. Any weird which insects? Which I'm quite happy about. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I did have a guy walk home with me the other day, uninvited, which was really annoying. And he was like, oh, can you tell I do martial arts? And I went, no. Because I can protect <laughs> you if anybody jumps you. And I'm thinking, well, the person I'm most worried about is some guy that's just randomly walking home with me. But anyway, I got rid of him. That was the biggest creep that I came across so far. Oh, my God. Well, Maureen, please try and make it to the beach. It's very beautiful. And I can't remember the name of the tram, but it goes from the centre of town and it goes all the way to the beach. I, I believe that there are a couple of outdoor swimming pools as well. Ooh. We can just go and have a little swim. Um, you know, get out and about and make the most of the beautiful... If, if it, It's grey here. It's miserable. Oh. It's got cold again. Oh, it's so funny. We got warned one day because uh, it was going to be 20 degrees. We were like, oh, what a nightmare. Oh, and also the first village I went to, I should say, my first day here, I ended up going to a German village, Handorf, on a day out. Not my decision. Oh, wow. Very nice. Up in the hills. Recommend it. Okay. Great. That sounds good. Well, Maureen, just get out and about. Enjoy yourself. Treat it as a holiday. The gigs are by the by. 
Yeah. And just live your best life. Anyway, Maureen Younger, it's lovely to see you there in Australia. But now it's time to turn back to you once more because you have done a moment. It is a Maureen Younger moment. It is something called Be More Maureen and we want to know what it is. Me and Jen were in the jacuzzi. I had this new swimming costume on and the top was actually around my neck. So I was flashing Jen and completely unaware of it. Completely topless. <laughs> Tankini around her neck. That would have been the first indicator to me. I'd be like, what is this around my neck? No, no I didn't notice. No. Well, I've got three so far since I've been here. Oh, my days. Well, let's just have one. Choose Can one. I pick one. Okay, cho- I'll choose this one. I uh, bought a, a watch ring yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah, I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Now, as you know, I I don't have great eyesight, uh, so I have lenses. But when I have lenses, I can't see the the detail. Oh, because they're for short, they're yeah, short sighted yeah. lenses. And so I took yeah, the lenses right. off, and I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was a stone. It's actually Peppa Pig, and his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram and talked about this Peppa Pig ring as well. Well, I didn't know it was a Peppa Pig ring when I talked about it. Oh, so I just thought oh, it was no, like this not. blue and pinkish stone. Yeah. But when I took my lenses off, there's <laughs> this Peppa Pig and his, her dad, or his dad, I don't know if they're man, male or female. But anyway, um, so yeah, I don't think I'm the target audience for this ring. Well, <laughs> well it turns out you absolutely are. You are! <laughs> That's quite a good be more mooring, isn't it, really? I mean, yes. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like that one a lot. And also, did you wear it? Have you been out and about in it? No, not yet. But I would wear no, it. I would have I'd loved like... it. I know you're going to wear it. Because I paid $5 for that. That's £2.50. <laughs> oh, yeah, you must keep it. You must keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you yeah, to know yeah. that for every celebration that comes, you are getting Peppa Pig jewellery from me from now on. I'm just going to be, here's a necklace to go with that ring. Here's some Honestly, earrings to go. <laughs> last night, I just took my lenses out and I was like, what? I said, oh, that's, that's Peppa Pig. I, I would have loved if um, this had, discovery had come just a little bit later that that that's that would have been my hope for this be more boring oh. is that you had gone around and people and said oh i got this five bucks and you'd gone around and shown my everybody your your ring and people are like oh not wanting to say anything like oh boring <laughs> that's very nice pepper pig ring <laughs> good for you so you're going to keep wearing the pepper pig ring yeah of course of course yeah I don't actually know why I asked you that. Of course you're going to wear it. You've paid five dollars for it. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, God. Chloe said, I love watching uh, Maureen's Instagram updates. It's like watching a hoarder live. <laughs> yeah. Several rings, several hats. Oh, I've got yeah. my hat, hat my, nearby, <laughs> one of my hats. Yeah, put your hat on. That's perfect for this uh, visual medium that we call a podcast. Look at that. That does look good. That looks great. Oh, oh, Maureen, look at that. And do you know what? Keep the headphones on because they match the hat. Yeah, they do. Do you know what? All of the hats that you're buying are really giving off a certain decade, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Not this, not not this, this decade. decade, no. Maybe maybe not even this century. <laughs> but um, where where are you getting them from? Target. 
And Target Target. Oh. And also, right, this was meant to be 30 bucks. Yeah. And I got it. What? No, I got the brown one first. It was meant to be 30 bucks. It came down when I put it in, it was 15. So I thought, oh, I'll go back and get the black one. This was 10 bucks. It's a fiver. Oh my God. So normally it would be 30 bucks for one. You got two for 25. You're five bucks up. That five bucks was invested in a pepper pig ring. Bish bash bosh. Sorted. You're living your best life. We've come full circle. I'm well done, Maureen Younger. I can't wait to put it all in the suitcase. That's going to be fun, isn't it? Yes. Well, we did think about that as we were watching you collect uh, all this stuff. But Maureen, that's something to worry about in three weeks' time yeah. or four weeks' time. Um, Maureen, thank you very much for your Be More Maureen moment. As always, it was a banger. But now it is time to return to Alison. Now, she's not been well. But despite her sickness and her illness, <laughs> she is still able to go out there and help people around the world. It is time for us to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Ah, well, thank you very much. Listen to everyone who's writing in. Thank you very much. Please don't be shy. Share your problems. I love hearing them. This one particularly, look, Jen, I'm going to look to you as well. Yes. I'm going to go through. I'm going to read the problem. I'm going to put the things, uh, you know, that I think need to be said. But I really want your input because I feel this is something that you can really, um, you probably have more expertise in than myself. So, okay. first off, uh, this individual wrote, massive fan of the show. Thanks so much. We're a massive fan of you. Oh, reminder, I'm not a professional therapist. Please keep that in mind, everyone. Okay, here we go. Four years ago, I left my husband of 20 years uh, with whom I have two grown-up children with because I am gay. Thanks to Jen for her interview on Out with Susie Ruffle, as her podcast really helped me to come to terms with my sexuality. My husband, who is a nice person and we have had a really good relationship and marriage for over 20 years, was devastated and so were our children. Shortly after I came out, my son told us his girlfriend was pregnant. My son is only 20 and at university. Ever since I left his dad and started this new life for myself and have since met a new partner who is amazing, my relationship with my son has been really strained. I have a gorgeous granddaughter who I adore, and I have moved away from the area partly for work and partly for my new partner, so I only visit every couple months. I really want to rebuild my relationship with my son, but he refuses to accept my partner and often ignores my messages when I ask how he is. I have tried taking him out to lunch and explaining everything to him, including my internal struggles for years, but he still blames me for everything. He thinks that if I always knew I was gay, I should have never married his dad and thinks everything has been a lie. I wish I could get him to see things from my perspective, but he doesn't. Any advice would be greatly received. Okay, well, first off, I just want to say I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for being honest with yourself and identifying who you are and the life you need to lead. Because if you didn't do that, things would be much worse. All right? Eventually, this would have bubbled up and there would have been a lot of other problems. So I want to say I am very proud of you. His issues with this is not your fault. I want you to remember that. All right? It's not your fault. 
You are doing what you should be doing, living an honest, real life. Your family members may have their own thoughts and opinions on your gender, identity, sexuality, and lifestyles, but ultimately the only opinion that matters, and I want you to remember this, is your own. The truth is, look, marriages end all the time. Things uh, change all the time. Who knows what would have happened beyond this, okay? So I want you to know this isn't, you did the right thing. I imagine talking about sexuality with your son must be a little tricky. I don't think there are many sons out there who do well hearing about their mother's sexuality, no matter what it is. Also, if I may say, your son is still in his 20s, and I kind of believe we don't become real people till we're in our 30s. So your son is still growing and developing and changing. He may never truly see it from your perspective, but I think you're doing a really good job at trying to keep the lines of communication open. And I think your granddaughter is an excellent way to keep this going because, you know, you now can have that bond. So even if he doesn't necessarily understand everything, he'll understand your love for his child. And deep down inside, he does understand your love for him. And that doesn't change no matter what your sexuality is or, or what your choices are. I think focusing on reminding him that you're still the same person you always were. You're still his mom. You still love him the same. He may not be ready to hear all the details, but sometimes when family members shut us out, it's really hard. It's hard. But I think you're doing the great, great steps in, in trying to maintain that relationship and being open this is all you can do. I mean, you can lead a horse to a relationship, and but you can't force them to be in it, you know? I really think that in time, he will come to see things. It's just, it's been really tricky, and it might take him a little bit longer. My main concern right now is you, so I want to know, are you speaking to somebody about this? Do you have a therapist? There are groups like, Jen, I might be uh, wrong, but PFLAG, is that one sometimes that people can speak with or other groups about family members that maybe are having a hard time accepting this and dealing? Because you're not alone. There, there's going to be a whole sea of people out there that are going through the same thing. And I think the more you can connect with people like that, it will help you to give you maybe some guidance, some, some hearing their tales. So I really encourage you to look for something like that. Writing letters that maybe you don't even give to him, but just allow you to get it out, allow you to explain things. Like I said, you, you could try giving this to him, but, but maybe it's more for you, just so you can get this out of your system and communicate with him about what exactly is, is, is going on within you. Again, you might not be ready. He may not be ready to get these, but I think it's always a good thing to do. And I really need you to catch yourself in the act of feeling bad about what you can't change and really work on stopping any negative thoughts. You've got to shift your perspective. You should be so proud of yourself. And I just think everything you're doing already, you're doing great. And a love between a mother and son won't go away. It just might take some time for him to really appreciate that, that you are the same person that he has always known. Jen, do you have anything you want to add? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like you've covered everything. Um, I don't think, you know, it sounds like your son, well, her son is, is, is still, you know, behaving like 
a child. Yeah. Um, which he is, really, to be fair, at 20. He's had no real life experience. And and uh, it's very, I think children find it harder to empathise with their parents because you put them up on a pedestal and you have high expectations of them and what you want from them. And it doesn't really occur to your children that they, that your parents need stuff. You know, it took me many years to realise, actually, my mum has needs and she has wants and she, I, you know... But I, yeah, I was probably in my 30s before I started to take her wants and needs into consideration. People get there earlier, just to be clear. Um, but um, yes, I, it sounds like your son is is not quite there yet. Uh, it's also quite difficult, isn't it, when people say, well, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that? There isn't a stopwatch. There isn't a, there, is, there are any number of reasons. And, you know, it can be, you know, it's a different time when, yeah. when you got married. Um, you didn't have that support. You didn't have... Uh, women in your life that you knew were lesbians that you could relate to that you could go I'm like you you know that that's also if you don't see it how can you how can you be it and also I, I you know I've, I've and we've said this before on the podcast I do really believe that if a relationship ends even if it is that you realize that you're a lesbian it doesn't mean that the, that relationship was a failure no and it doesn't mean that there wasn't love in that relationship it, how can that relationship be a failure you've got two children um and during that time, it sounds like you were happy with your husband or your partner. Um, and it just the realization of who you are and what you what you really needed to f- be fulfilled arrived later. It just arrives when it arrives. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, there are places that you can go uh, to get support. I think you just got to keep those lines of communication uh, open with your son. I think you just have to suck up the shit and just because he's not going to suddenly turn around and go, "I get it, mum." Also, I imagine he's overwhelmed being a, a young dad yeah. as well. That's a lot. Also, he's probably still hurt. You know, the life he knew sure. no longer is there. So, yeah. But the life he knew, it was not going to be there anyway because he's left home. So there is, you know, like, unless he's, like, got a CCTV in his parents' house, that's over anyway. It, you know, like, we all get to be adults and we all get to a point in our lives where we realise that relationships end and he's obviously just not arrived there yet. And perhaps maybe he hasn't had a formative relationship that's over. And so he doesn't understand that that can happen and that does happen. And it doesn't mean that that relationship is a failure. And I think even if your parents do come apart as in your 20s, which happened to me, it's like you just, I mean, you just go, okay, I've still got my dad and I've still got my mum. And if you can have a relationship with both of them, you're, that's great. But you don't want two people to be together that you love if they're not happy. I mean, That's I, the I, I have thing. to say, when yeah. my parents broke up, I didn't talk to my mum's new partner for two years. I used to blank him. I wouldn't speak to him at all. Yes, and I think she needs to take her new partner out of the equation. Yeah. I think my advice would be focus on your relationship with your son and don't involve your partner. In fact, yeah. keep your partner out of it. Yeah. They don't need to be involved. And then you can introduce them once your relationship is in a good place. But if you keep trying to insert that person in, then that's kind of not, you're not really listening to your son when he says, I can't do that. So listen to him. He can't do that. But he needs to listen to you to say, but this is who I am. And hopefully at some point you can both come together and repair your relationship, which I totally think is going to happen. But it might just take longer than you think or longer than you expect. Yeah. But all of those things that you've said, Alison, are bang on. And the timing of him becoming a father now I mean, give him some time. I think this will teach him a lot of lessons about a relationship between a a child. And, you know, like, 
Nothing happens without reasons. I really believe that people can argue with me. But, you know, your son becoming a father during this time, I mean, maybe this is going to contribute to him beginning to understand and realize, you know. So, yeah, again, I just want to say I'm proud of you. I know we're all proud of you. You're doing the right thing. And just let your son know that you are the same mom and that you love him. And then that's never going to change. And again, granddaughter, that's a nice little way to be in there, right? Like make it about the granddaughter and the son. But I really agree. Yeah. Trying to force a new partner or a new person into the world. You don't want them putting all the blame on that partner, which is what's going to happen right now if you try and force them in too quickly. So, you know, proceed with caution, but really you need to care for you right now as well. So like if you're not talking to somebody I think you need to be, yeah. Oh, another way, if you really want to get to get in with your son and to get back with your son, is just be the grandmother, the queen grandmother. I know you don't live near him, but go, go, try. Maybe every two months is not enough. Maybe, maybe force yourself in on them by saying, "I will give you guys a night off. I'll come and stay. I'll, I'll look after the baby. Uh, you kids go out and have a night out or a meal out, and I'll." be the person that stays in and looks after the baby. And I think I can't think of anything that I wanted more when my children were small was for somebody to come in and just go, we'll t- I'll take over for an afternoon so that you can have a nap. Yeah. So th- that's another way in maybe. Yeah. But either way, good luck. Yeah. And it will, ch- it, nothing lasts forever and your son loves you and that's, you know, he loves you because he's hurt. And if he, he wouldn't, you know, yeah. if there was no love, he wouldn't care. Alison, thank you very much for your advices. Once again, you are the guru. If you have any problems that you want solved, please give us a shout on email, womentalkingbollocks at gmail.com. And in the subject, just put ask Alison and also include a problem. Otherwise, I don't know why you've emailed us. <laughs> you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. She, I like it. She's has like just left. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know where she's gone. I can hear Maureen, Maureen laughing. Maureen is laughing with other people. We're like, in the middle of a podcast. Can this be my go? Where's Maureen? <laughs> So have you two decided what's got your go? Well, I think we've done it, Maureen. We're, uh, we've, we've finished. It. We're, uh, it's all. We've done it. And uh, let's just say you were involved. Anyway. <laughs> what are we watching on the television? Let's find out. Well, I'm watching Only Murders in the Building. 
with Steve Martin okay. and Martin Short. Selena Gomez. You have never, Martin Short. I've never seen Selena Gomez before. She's brilliant in it. Um, I really like it. It's not laugh out, laugh out funny. There's some laugh out loud bits. But it's it's amusing and, um, you know, it's got nice little twists in it. I don't know if... Have either of you seen it? Mm-mm. No, I haven't. I haven't it's seen it. It's on Apple. Um, I'm really quite enjoying it. You know, there are some laugh out loud bits. Uh, at one point, St- they think Sting is the person who's been committing the murders. So Sting makes a guest appearance. <laughs> Very moody Sting. Um, yeah, I'm quite enjoying it. So, yeah, if you want something that's not too, you know, strenuous, sit back and watch. And, you know, Steve Martin's always bad for money. Um, Steve Martin plays a kind of has-been actor. Martin Short plays a has-been director. And then Selena Gomez is this mysterious woman who lives, who somehow lives in this very posh building, the Arcona, and she knows more than she's saying. So, yeah. And uh, somebody's been murdered and they're trying to find out. And they start up, basically, it's three misfits who start up a podcast. Could you imagine that? (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't even imagine. Um, And they're like, we've got... Sounds good. At one point, uh, Martin Short goes, we've got seven subscribers. Is that good? And Selena Gomez goes, no. (laughs) And that that reminds me of uh, when our first... (laughs) Ten years ago when we first, in fact, it was longer than that, that we start. we we did a podcast for seven years. I don't think we got more than 300 listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was really great. And Jill, uh, Jill. Jill Maureen Jill. said, you're not going to believe this. We're at 100. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to break this to her. <laughs> Jill would be like, that's not good, Maureen. I was like, Maureen, I don't want to tell you, but that's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're all still available if you want to listen to them up on... Um, Sound, Apple, SoundCloud, Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, yeah. And on SoundCloud, yeah. You're welcome to have a listen to those. They are what you would imagine they would be. I would recommend episode seven because it's me and Jen stuck on a virgin train. Well, we've talked about that one so many times. I'm sure no, people what? haven't listened to it already. Okay, well, fine. All right, okay, them. okay, okay. No, no, you're what? right. Good. Remind, remind, remind. What have you been watching, Jen? I've been watching One Day based on the uh, book by David Nichols of the same name, which I read many years ago um, uh, on holiday. I, I don't know how long ago, but uh, Chloe and I both read it together. Um, she has absolutely no recollection that that happened. <laughs> I said, we read this book. I read it, then you read it. Do you remember? She went, nope. I was like, wow. Okay. Anyway, I really enjoyed the book. I remember when I read it and it's not, it's not really my kind of book or at least I think it's not my kind of book, but I loved it. And I was really intrigued by the series. Um, You don't know anything about it. Um, It follows um, the 20 year relationship of Emma Morley and Dexter Mayhew, who meet at graduation in Edinburgh University at a graduation ball. Um, We revisit their relationship every year year on the same day every year so I think it's something like the I think it's the 22nd of July is when the ball is and we meet them every year after that so it starts in 1988 uh for 20 years for their for for, up until 2008 and where they are where where they are in their relationship where they are in their friendship there was a film as well wasn't there with with Anne Hathaway yes I didn't see the film so I can't comment on it I think it would be very difficult to cover it in a film because it's so much to get through but the series that the series I'm really enjoying I'm on episode 
11 or 12 and there's 14 episodes and um i've absolutely loved it it's 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 very bingeable the episodes are about 30 minutes long it stars um and beaker mod as um emma morley and leo woodall who you would have seen in white lotus and ambika you would have seen in this is gonna hurt she's the, the 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 young doctor in that they're both brilliant in it and it's just it's because it's set in the late 80s 90s it's it's uh i think for me i'm enjoying it there's an added layer of enjoyment for it because it's my it's my teenage and my 20s it's my entire teen but it's my late it's my late teen mid to late teens and my 20s so i remember that time you know so you know so it's like from for me it's like from when i was 14 until i'm 34 so it's like quite a big chunk of my life so all the music is really nostalgic and all of the, the 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 clothing and even down to the way they dress the room. You're like, oh, God, I remember when the fairy liquid looked like that in a bottle. And, <laughs> uh, the way London looks and they have the skyline at one point where they're, they're, they're right, quite early on. I think it's 1990. They're lying on a in Hampstead Heath and looking out the skyline and the biggest building is the post office tower. Wow. <laughs> so we haven't even got, you know, we haven't got Canary Wharf or the Shard or the Gherkin or anything. The post office tower is the tallest building in London. So yeah, it's great. And I and I and I think the acting in it is so good. And the the yeah, it covers that whole time in the nineties and the noughties of what the TV was like, what we were watching, what music we were listening to, and uh as well as the their relationship, which is, you know, the will they won't you will they won't they of the relationship is is what keeps you glued I suppose and I, and I guess those will they won't they's can get a bit tedious after a while but somehow in this book um, or in this story it's you're so invested in the characters and in their separate stories because there's episodes where they're not together where they're just apart and then they come back together when we see them because they they're estranged for a few years in their relationship yeah I've really enjoyed it and I can really recommend it it's on Netflix I'm sure you've many people listening to the podcast have either seen that it's on or have already watched it but if you haven't watched it it's it's very easy watching and I love a half hour episode yeah 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 because you're like oh that's over already so uh that's my recommendation and uh, get involved with that. What about you, Alison? What's your horror? Yeah, okay. So I have said this one before, but I don't care again because I think it fits in perfectly with family estrangement. Uh, I'm going to recommend again the horror movie, You're Next. So Aubrey and Paul invite their family to their estate to celebrate their anniversary since their family has become somewhat estranged. Their party turns into a nightmare when the family is attacked by masked assassins now this is the one where they have animal masks on and they're outside oh, yeah we've talked about this before haven't we it yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. so good the action in it is just like bam like from the moment it starts uh the mystery guest like one of the dates that's brought in Erin uh turns out she was raised by like a survivalist family so she is like amazing at like warding off these things and fighting and it's just amazing and the ending i won't give away the twist ending but i, I mean yeah you're just gonna be like oh my god no it's so <laughs> it's so good there's not a lot of blood and gore, so it's not a bloody gory thing. Maureen, you would be screaming your head off with this, though, it's because there are a lot of... of... No, it's not my kind of movie. It's a slasher, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No. There's a lot of jump moments, a lot of like, ah, like, you know. And uh, there's just something creepy about people in masks, 
right? I think that has become one of my real big fears, the idea of people in masks. And you just see these animal masks appear, these people it, crawling. It is creepy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. you're Groups of men in masks or, or groups of people in masks. Ugh. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. No. Um, no, 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 no. So, like. I just think bang for your buck, you're next. If you like to scream, if you like to jump, this movie is 100% for you. And again, I just liked it because it's the idea of this estranged family coming together. And then you find out even more, the more the dynamics and what's going on. And yeah, it is. I just can't recommend this one enough. If you haven't seen it, please give it a go. I just think it's absolutely fantastic. You will jump, you will scream, you will be frightened but there's no gore or grossness. It's simply jump scares. Yeah. Jump scares and suspense Yeah, is what it's called. It says here, intense, thrilling, and suspenseful. It's had 80%. We don't care for Rotten Tomatoes, particularly when it comes to horror films. We ignore it. Yeah. But just to let you know, if that is up your, if you do consider take that into consideration, it's 80%. And Amazon, 4.3 out of 5 people who've watched it, that's not bad. That's really good. Yeah. 4.3 out of 5. So get involved. Get in there. Get watching. Side get note. Get the living crap. Scared right out of you. Exactly, Jen. Yeah. Uh, like right out of you. Side note, there are a lot of people that are writing in and suggesting horror movies to me. And I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, I just had one recently <laughs> about <laughs> a killer sloth. You heard me. A oh, you know who's in that, don't you? No, who's Tiffany Stevenson? Who is Tiff in it? Tiff's in it. She's in the Killer Sloth movie. Yeah. It's called Tiff's Slo in that. It's called Slother House. Slother House. Yes. Come on. Check it out. Check out the cast. Tiff Stevenson's in that because I saw her putting it up um, when she was filming it, and then just before it came out, and I was like, the Killer Sloth. Slother House? This is brilliant. I would love to be in a movie called Slother House. Come on, that's my dream. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so good. So good. So thank you for all the recommendations and keep them coming at me, people. Just put them in my DMs. I want to hear about them. The more ridiculous, send them my way, please. Yeah. I, I think I think basically if um, uh, there are any horror movie directors listening into the, because it's likely. It's very, very likely. Very likely. Alison is ready to star <laughs> In a horror film. Now's my time. Now, it is your time, Alison. You would be perfect. You're the sweet one that no one suspects anything, and then you rip your own face off. And underneath, you are a, a monster of some kind. I'd love that. That would be fun. One of those really long tongues that you can wrap around someone's neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to watch that. I'll French kiss you to death is what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With your forked tongue. Thank you very much, Alison, for your horror recommendation. But let us turn back to Maureen Younger, who is under, down below in the other hemisphere, and she has cornered her culture, and we'd love to know all about it. Maureen Younger, she has a corner. It is full of things that we would like to put in our mouths. <laughs> I don't know what I'm Whoa, saying. Wow, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Thanks for that wonderful <laughs> intro, Jen. Um, well, uh... Thanks for the accent. Uh, I'm going to do a few more Australian books that have taken my fancy, which I've got to try not to buy while I'm over here. Uh, this sounds really good. Autumn Lang by Alex Miller. And uh, Autumn Lang is an 85-year-old woman. Uh, she's obviously got illnesses. She's ageing. She's got to deal with a nurse. She's got a biographer. And then thanks to a chance encounter, she begins to recall an affair 50 years earlier with a promising artist. 
and the effect that the affair had on her husband and his wife. And it's loosely based on real events and is set in Victoria in the 1930s. That's quite interesting. The main character sounds really interesting. Uh, Secret River by Kate Grenville. And apparently it's it's been enormously successful in Australia and it's one of their set school texts. And it's set in the early 1900s and through the prism of an ex-convict, William Thornhill and his family, the book explores the impact of white settlement on the indigenous population, which of course probably wasn't very, very positive. Uh, this also struck me, Jasper, Jane, Jasper Jones sorry, by Craig Sylvie, published in 2009, and it's been called Australia's Answer to Killer Mockingbird, and it's set in a small town in the 1960s in Western Australia, and one night uh, this little bookish uh, boy, uh, Charlie Buckton, Somebody knocked on his window, and it's an Indigenous Australian, Jasper Jones, who's kind of like the naughty boy of the, of the town. And um, Charlie's other friend is a Vietnamese boy, and they're both outcasts, this Jasper and uh, Jeffrey Liu, because obviously you've got Vietnam going on, and Australia did fight in the Vietnamese War. And a girl is found dead, and it, it has been left at Jasper's house. So it looks like he's been framed for a murder. Oh, mm. that sounds good. Yeah, it does. And then I mean, that, I mean, this, the mystery sounds <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I, well, as I said, oh, that sounds, sounds good. good. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so basically, those three have got to try and figure out who's trying to set right. Jasper up. And right. it also deals with racism and other things like that. And yeah. then I thought, as a, the final book of the Hamill Australian is this The True History of the Kelly Gang by Peter Carey. And it's. I've read that. Did you enjoy it? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I read it a long time ago, but I, I did enjoy it. Highly fictionalised reimagining of, uh, obviously, Australia's probably most famous uh, cr criminal. And it's supposedly written in his own words. And it, it kind of gives you the, tells you the story of how he became a, such a local, like a folk hero in Australia. Mm. They're quite interesting books. Yeah, they all sound really good. I mean, I think, um, you know, <sighs> Australians get a bad sort of rap, really, in terms of culture and literature and and I, uh, you know, and and I think I, I think it's mainly based on ignorance, great... isn't it? Basically, nobody really knows. Yes, exactly. And I, you know, and I think because Australia has lived under the shadow of, you know, British <laughs> colonial past. Yeah, it's um, it's quite hard for it to have sort of, for Australia and Australians to sort of make their way and showcase their own talent and what they what they produce and what they have to 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 put out there in terms of you know, the arts in particular. Um, so, yeah, well done, Maureen. They sound great. And, yeah, just I think people just need to be a bit curious, don't they? And there's plenty of great stuff out there. You just have to go and look for it. Or listen to Maureen's Cultural Corner, and then you don't have to do the looking. She'll do it for you. Exactly. Um, Maureen, thank you very much for cornering our culture, as always. You have your finger in the... Let's move on. So, uh, so, Jen, on that note, what's got your goat this week? I, I'm losing everything. I cannot find anything. I don't know where anything is. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I am. I can't take it anymore. So that's me getting my goat. There we are. <laughs> Oh well, I've talked about this before, and I, I, it's because it's it, because it actually made me so vehemently angry for an entire day. I thought, well, I'll just revisit it. <laughs> I 
went to, uh, for Chloe's birthday, well, actually, we've done this for my birthday for a couple of years. We've gone to the beach box sauna on the seafront in Brighton, and you go there, have a sauna, and then and then usually what we do is we go for a swim and then go back into the sauna, and it's quite, it's quite a nice thing to do. But uh, anyway, we haven't been able to get in the sea, and I've, I've wanted to get in the sea, but haven't been able to get in the sea because Southern Water have expelled tons of sewage um into the sea um i think they recently uh killed 2000 fish um they were fined 330,000 pounds which is nothing to them yep. and they were like okay well we'll absorb that fine but there's no i, I mean like there's no repercussions legal pre- repercussions for them dib- deliberately poisoning our water and i just i feel slightly like i'm going mad Do, you know when you think so a company, a private company that has no, uh, uh, like in terms of like, it doesn't, it doesn't owe anything other than to the, its shareholders. It doesn't have to have any, doesn't bear any responsibility to its customers, which are us, but only to its shareholders, which are whoever the fuck those people are. Um, so they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, because whatever the fine is, is less than what it would take for them to actually get rid of sewage safely and properly. So there is no incentive for them to ever change because they'll just keep absorbing these fines. In the meantime, okay, fine. I wanted to swim. I can't swim. Some people might say, so what? Who cares? But it's just the fact that the water, I live by the sea and the water where I take my children or I go is full of actual human shit. And on top of that, I've just discovered today that 2,000 fish um, were poisoned in the river in Sussex. And we all know absolutely no- nothing will be done about that. And I-, I feel I feel like we're all going, I feel like we're going a bit mad. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? What is going on with this country? Have you followed Fergal Sharkey? Because he's really on the ball about I this. I do follow Fergal Sharkey. I mean, I think he's an absolute hero and he's... What I really want to see happen is for all of us to stop paying our respective wastewater the wastewater because why are we paying for wastewater when they're not getting rid of the waste and also safety? legally they're not allowed to they're not allowed to um turn off the water because it's a human right so in fact they can't turn off the water they're not allowed to do that right okay i did well that's good to know it's work for I water just, company I feel like... um but the, the problem well, is we, we've got to collectively i'm oh, sorry yeah the problem is um because they haven't invested in the infrastructure so they've just they've just you know and, course, no, and now no. they want now they want um, us to pay extra money to pay for the infrastructure they should have invested, but said they gave the money to the shareholders. And you know, you've got the thing. Well, exactly. You know, you know, you've got the thing with the gas. So like they they're making millions and billions of profit. People can't pay their bills, and so now they want to pay everybody. Everybody pays gas. They want to put, put a twenty eight quid add on to pay towards the bills that people haven't paid. Yet they're still making billions. Mm-hmm. Take it out of the profits, mate. I mean, Thames Thames Water want to put up their bills this year by forty percent in order to what? invest in infrastructure. It's like, well, you have been overcharging us for decades, and you haven't invested in infrastructure, and so you don't want this to to knock onto the shareholders. So now we have to pay. We have to make that difference. It's like, fuck the fuck off. And you know what? And you know what? The thing with Thames Water, though, mm-hmm. it was it was a asset. It was a private equity firm borrowed loads and loads of money on from Thames Water borrowed loads of money 
they owe millions and now of course the interest rates have gone up so they actually owe a lot of money so they were about to go insolvent also a lot of this began because uh the companies could not get the chemical needed to process water across the borders i heard that was yeah a that's problem. part of the reason but the main reason that is, is part of the problem but the main they haven't invested the they haven't invested in infrastructure the actual sewage the actual where the pipes where the water gotcha. is carried they haven't invested in that since since the victorian times or something insane yeah like it's victorian like it times. has been zero investment Anyway, look, we could. This is a. This is obviously a debate that you that we could all delve into for a, a, a long time. But because it doesn't feel like there appears to be any interest in the, the government sort of like stepping in and off what aren't doing anything, and uh, poor old Fergal Sharkey seems to be. It's about the <laughs> own the lone voice. Burden. Yeah. Yes, it, it, it just feels... I, I, so anyway, look, if there's um, anyone out there who uh, wants to get me involved in some sort of uh, protest, I'll, I'm totally up for it because I'm sick to the back teeth of these companies. Joe Lysett is addressing that right now. Oh, yeah, this is something that, he is. Yeah. Lovely Joe. Mm-hmm. I know, well, he just... The, 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 there was a, an episode that I think came out earlier this week which addressed it, and I really hope that that really fires up the general public because I think we just need to go, this is unacceptable. Yeah. This is unacceptable. And you, as a company... You need to stop paying dividends, okay, and you stop giving your uh, uh, CEOs bonuses and take that money and invest it in infrastructure because we're not paying for it. We are not paying for it. So fuck you. Anyway. And on that note. And on that note, isn't it lovely to have Maureen back in the room? It is. G'day, folks. I can't do Australian accent. (laughs) G'day. As you may have noticed. I was going to say goodnight. Good night. You've got to say good night. Yeah, because it is. We're ten and a half hours. Ten and a half hours in bar. So it is now almost quarter to eleven over here. PM. Oh, bedtime. Well, Maureen. Night night. Night. Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTV, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that did. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.